Welcome to Pandemic Poetry. My name is Silvia Canton Rondoni, and I'm your host at Borani Radio. Pandemic Poetry reminds us of the value of creativity during lockdown. Our program will start with a poem reading, followed by a chat with the poet, and then we will introduce the book where the poem can be found. This week we are reading Wardrobe Malfunction by poet Carla Lee Ward. This poem will appear in the poetry anthology Infectious Poetry, published by IFWG Publishing in November 2021. After a chat about the poem, we will talk to Carl about his poetry and performance work. Our reading this week is Wardrobe Malfunction by poet Carla Lee Ward. Content warning, please note the following poem contains lockdown themes. I have the dress. It is the perfect dress. Now I need somewhere to wear it. An occasion worth shot taffeta and a boned bodice. My new shoes have scarcely left their box, bought in anticipation of dinners and shows and maybe even the collapse of some great empire, for which I must also wear my wings in black, I think, a bone mask and finger blades engraved. Slightly less formal, but a lovely vintage piece. This wrap will do for weddings, parties, and accomplishing the death of gods. It can be worn over shadows or a gilded ribcage. If I add fangs and maybe the heart of a star, it's going to be a hot millennium. <laughs> I have outfits for every twist of fate. A cincher for famine, hats for solar flares, jackets for genocide, and come the next ice age, a genuine fox fur stole. People can say what they wish. What I don't have, though my wardrobe has Stygian depths, is something I can wear right now. And after that wonderful poem, I'd like to introduce our poem this week, Carla Lee Word. Carla's poetry is collected in her books, The Land of the Bad Dreams and the Macabre Modern from Priya Press. Her work has been placed in the Australian Shadows and Riesling Awards. An actor and playwright, she has traveled widely and run adventurously. Her interests include history, occultism, and scaring innocent bystanders. Thank you for joining Pandemic Poetry at Woroni Radio, Carla. Well, thank you very much for having me, Sylvia. Could you tell us how this point came together? Oh, well, uh, this is a genuine lockdown poem. Uh, not only did I write it under conditions of lockdown, but the inspiration came from that first, uh, that first about three-month period where we're all um, confined to the apartment and so uh, that was when we did the cleaning. Oh, we were thorough. We went through the kitchen, top to bottom. Uh, I cleaned out my own wardrobe. And then we hit the study where I keep another wardrobe. And this is the one that has uh, all the big jackets and capes and costumes in it. Now, wow. you, have to, uh, you have to understand... Um, I'm, I'm a 90s goth, and I've also been involved in medieval reenactment for many, many years. Um, 
throw in various uh, bits and pieces from films and uh, theatrical projects I've been involved in. Oh, there's even there's even a couple of orcs in there because I used to LARP. The orcs, the orcs are still there. Wasn't throwing them out too many memories. But um, yes, it just. Uh, the poem just came out of that, just thinking I'm, I have all this stuff and I'm just sitting here. And I can't think of any other way to use it than to write a poem. And you can find anything to wear right now. I mean, it's not for lack of choices, is it? Well, I don't know. It, it just doesn't seem quite right to be swanning around in a corset and a black velvet overrobe <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon in Sutherland. Mm. No, certainly. Were there, just for our listeners, and because I'm curious myself, were there any orcs injured during this lockdown and, and the creation of this poem? No orcs were injured. Okay. In fact, our, our safety, our orc safety record was always very good. <laughs> Fantastic. And you, you spent your lockdown in Sydney, I believe. Is that right? Oh, yes. Yes. What was that like? Uh, it was very much like those periods of my life where I was uh, lacking regular employment. Mm. Yeah, we all been there. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm just uh, sitting in the apartment uh, writing, basically. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's that's amazing. I noticed that, like in the for our listeners, the book Infectious Poetry, which is the anthology where you find this wonderful poem, um, has as well as um, Carla's bio, uh, a sentence about her motivation, which uh, I'm about to read now, and maybe uh, Carla can explain a little bit more on that because it's very interesting. You can say what you want about the lockdown, but it was great for cleaning up cupboards. Um, besides cleaning, which you have gone through a little bit, what else is the lockdown being done for? And don't say absolutely nothing. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, there have certainly been uh, many changes. I've gone from working three regular jobs uh, that were all uh, performance-based, all face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. And so, oh, no, whoop, they're gone, to... Uh, Oh, I've been incredibly busy constructing my little home sound recording studio Ooh, nice. uh, and, and, dr and drumming up voice work. I've just started getting um, professional gigs for voice work. Well, you have a great voice. And, I'm not surprised about that, Kyla. And just, um, yeah, uh, training myself to... Uh, record audio books, which is a very specific skill, there's just no end to it. Um, one very important thing I've learned, before you start a recording session, check the room for cats. <laughs> and dogs, in my case. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Uh, I've, I've been really uh, there in the, getting into the swing of it, and suddenly there's a cat on my lap batting at the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. And how do you yes. edit that? Am I right? Like, it's not editing mm -hmm. program to take that out. 
<laughs> no, not really. Cat filter. Uh, but yes, really, um, I have to say I've been very fortunate during this whole period. Um, many of my friends have uh, undergone, are still undergoing considerable hardship. Yeah. Uh, me, my only real worry is uh, uh, what am I going to do today? What yeah. am I going to wear? Is this still a worry? You know, is this, this is privileges as we might feel because I mean, I have the same, very same problem that and um, which which kind of Zoom are we going to be today at uni? But um, that was wonderful, Carla. Thank you so much. Let's not go any further because I want to keep all the goodies for later for the second segment. But uh, that was fantastic. Thank you for sharing with, uh, with me and our listeners how the point came together. You're welcome. In the second segment of Pandemic Poetry, we will focus on Kyla's poetry and performance work. Can you tell us a bit about that, Kyla? Oh, well, yes. So uh, as well as uh, being a published poet, uh, I'm, I'm an actor. I've been acting for a long time. And I have always found that poetry and performance go together. They, they inter they interlock quite naturally. And I think that was, uh, that was very well recognized in, uh, in the past when we have, uh, say, the uh, Elizabethan playwrights, Shakespeare and Marlowe, mm -hmm. things like that. What they're writing is uh, certainly by modern standards, very formal poetry. I... The, the poem here, Wardrobe Malfunction, uh, that's informal, that's free verse, uh, that simply seemed to be the most natural way of uh, getting it out. Yeah. But I, I, do, I do write a lot of formal poetry, uh, things like sonnets and, yes, uh, unrhymed iambic pentameter. And, and that's where... That's where the difference between them just dissolves. I also find I, I, I write a lot of monologues. Hmm, I, and that's, that has to be the theatrical training just seeping through. <laughs> How long did you train in, in theatre, Carla? Oh, um, I, I trained as a, as a child. Oh, from, wow. From quite young. Um, and that's uh, that's shaped me in all sorts of strange ways. Uh, uh, as a now, what would I have been? Maybe twelve years old. I was on a local uh, tele Australian television program called Simon Townsend's Wonderworld. <laughs> uh, I, I'm there reciting a limerick. Is what I'm doing because. <laughs> Uh, they wanted to do a segment on limericks, and so they came to the um, Australian Children's Theatre School where I was. <laughs> oh my goodness! Just just cherry picked us. Yeah. So uh, I have I have performed poetry. I've uh, even done a small show that, that was all my own work. That was a, I'm told that was an extremely strange evening uh, to experience. <laughs> I reckon I will take that, that as a compliment coming from you. Mm. Like, my goodness. No. 
and I was wearing velvet, Both. lots of black velvet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's fantastic! Thank you for that 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 visual. We really need, I, I just needed to know that. Um, just uh, bouncing back to the poetry you were mentioning in the beginning, um, you have two books: "The Land of the Bad Prince." Is that your latest? Uh, that was my first collection. It came out in 2011. Oh, wow. Amazing. Was it, how, how was the process like to put that one together? Like the first oh, one? That one uh, oh, that was, that was absolutely mad uh, because I'd, I'd never done anything like that before. Mm. Um, the principal at Perea Press, Danny, he, uh, He'd, he'd uh, encountered my poetry and he'd heard me performing. And he actually approached me uh, about doing, putting out a collection. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, uh, and I just panicked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, w I went home and just tore, um, threw things out of my folders and drawers, just trying to find enough poetry, because I didn't think I had enough for a book, as, as it turned out, I absolutely did. But um, that was a fascinating uh, and quite uh, a steep learning curve, you might say. I remember it vividly, even 10 mm. years later. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel you. I was just doing that not even a year ago, and I'm, I'm still like, the sh getting the shock waves of like everything that made me put that thing together. And I was like, oh my god, the first book is always the hardest one. I find I don't know. I haven't done a second one, so I'll let you know when that happens. Um, but how about the land of the bad dreams? I haven't had the pleasure of, of having a. Oh, sorry. How about the Macabre Modern? Because um, I haven't had the pleasure of the first collection, but I do have a wonderful hard copy signed by Kyla of the Macabre Modern, and it's just the most gorgeous design. And you did the drawings as well, I believe. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, oh, fantastic artwork, people. You really need to get your hands on this one. I I work in ink and pencil mostly, but I do paint. It's... Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Tell us a little bit how that one came together. Ah, oh, now that that collection, and that's is built around the central poem, uh, the Macabre Modern, mm -hmm. which is the result of. I mean, I have been thinking about that for quite literally decades. Wow! Ever since I um, first encountered the, I, it's a medieval idea of the dance macabre. Mm. And in fact, one of the first, it honestly was one of the first fictional works to be printed by Gutenberg. Hmm. Well, not, not actually by Gutenberg, but by his process. Yeah. Yeah. It was printed in Paris, France, and it was the text of uh, what the Dance Macabre was initially was a mural painted on the walls of the Cemetery of the Innocents in Paris. Wow. Uh, it showed um, a fig a figures, that was death and his victim, and beneath there was a pair of verses, which was death speaking to his chosen victim and saying, yes, now it's time, you must come. It doesn't matter how important you are in the world, whether you're a king or a pope or even just a, a lowly labourer. 
well, when your knell is rung, you must come. And then, this is the really fun part, then the uh, dying man or woman replies. And some of them are so snarky. Oh. <laughs> some of them are, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's... Anyhow, because I am a, a, a strange and rather morbid person, this idea just, it lodged. Mm -hmm. And I had this ambition that one day, once I had uh, gained sufficient skill and had done sufficient study, I would write my own version. Mm. So that's the macabre modern. It's uh, an updating. Mm -hmm. There's not so many kings uh, and popes. There, there are CEOs <laughs> and elderly royals and, and uh, prize-winning athletes. Fantastic. All the way down to burlesque dancers and drug dealers. Uh, it was a... Uh, it was a, while I was writing it, it was one of those obsessive things. I was just continually immersed in it, continually thinking and just going through, uh, because the rhyming pattern there is actually quite simple, which uh, it meant that in many ways, every word had to be exactly right. Yeah, you couldn't absolutely. go over, you couldn't go under. Had to stick to it. Anyway, um, yes, uh, a number of people have been uh, kind enough to say that uh, to respond in kind. That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that with us, Carla. That's really interesting. Um, <clears throat> just going back to, um, you mentioned you were doing monologues and performance as well. Is that outside of a theatre? Because um, I remember last time I was planning to go to Sydney, you mentioned something about some tours that you, that you oh. were <laughs> and Oh, my God, that just sounded like the best thing to do. Of course, those were we out now because of lockdown. But is that something that's going to come back after lockdown, you think? Uh, we're hoping so. We're hoping so because um, after the first sort of the first round of COVID, uh, walking tours mm -hmm. where you're, you have a small group and you're outside and everyone is uh, masked and socially distancing theoretically, uh, they were one of the first things that were actually became legal again. Um, just this past week in New South Wales, we've, we've got as far as picnics. Picnics are legal. Wow. So, yes, the last place you want to go at the moment is any kind of park or bush reserve. They are crawling. It's insane. But <laughs> uh, we, we do have hopes for the walking tours. Uh, I'm involved in two of those. Uh, and... Yes, you're right. They, they are, in a sense, monologues, because what I'm doing is telling stories and at times taking on the characters of the people involved in uh, these historic events. Uh, those are the events of the Razor Wars. They uh, took place in Sydney in the 1920s. 
they were our uh, our prohibition gangster thing. Two gangs, both involved in uh, illegal alcohol and uh, prostitution, were fighting for control of the inner city. And the crazy thing is, what makes it such a good story, is that each of these gangs was run by a woman. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Kate Lee and Tilly Devine. Amazing. Two queens of Sydney's underworld. They controlled it absolutely for about uh, 10, 20 years. Wow. Absolutely amazing stories. Yeah. Oh. And, and the other thing I, I'm doing at the moment is I'm with the Rocks Ghost Tours. And is, yes. is something similar as well? Um, similar in that I'm leading you through the streets of a rather old and uh, picturesque part of Sydney where various horrible things happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you all about them. It's just uh, for the ghost tours, I'm going to do it at night. Oh, that sounds fascinating and probably the best place to just leave it here, leave all the listeners and myself on the edge wanting to take all those tours back so we can just go run to Sydney and hopefully don't get sick in the process. Um, I would like to thank our guest, Carla Lee Ward, for taking the time to be here today. Thank you, Carla. Oh, thank you again, Sylvia, for having me. This has been a great deal of fun. Oh, absolutely. I just love it. Um, you can find Kyla's work on her website and also on Priya Press. And I'm sure as soon as those stores are up and running, um, you can just find that all over the internet. Oh, just one quick thing. Yes. Um, hopefully within a, another couple of weeks, um, mm -hmm. October, yes. you'll also be able to find the ebook. They're releasing both collections uh, through the original publisher's ebooks. They should be available in October. And so you can uh, just get the links from my website or the publisher's website. That sounds wonderful. Oh, thank you for letting us know that as well. That's, um, yeah, no. So just take note, pre press ebooks coming soon. That's fantastic. Thank you, Carla. You've been listening to Pandemic Poetry. My name is Sylvia Canton-Rondoni, and I have been your host of Warrani Radio Station. Tune in next week to discover new poetry and poets for your new normal. <laughs>